Hey, I'm Chelsea Amber. I'm a Christian recording artist and the founder of Christian Guitar Girls, an encouraging community for female guitar players and bass players who love Jesus. And you can join our Facebook group called Christian Guitar Girls Community to connect with other women in music and ministry. And I want to equip women to reach their guitar goals. So I do have a free ebook called The Christian Guitar Girls Practice Plan. It is a downloadable PDF designed to help you not only set your guitar goals, but actually make a plan to reach them. It applies to all skill levels, whether you're a beginner, brand new beginner, or a seasoned player. If you're ready to make your practice more efficient then and see progress in your playing, then you can go to christianguitargirls.com slash practice plan. Well, today it gives me great pleasure to introduce who I would consider a new friend. We have not met face-to-face yet, but we met through the Christian Guitar Girls Facebook group. Her name is Elena Smith. Elena is a former band director from Arkansas. She's currently a missionary in France. She's part of the leadership team at her church. She's a youth pastor, and she began songwriting and playing guitar while in France. So welcome to the podcast, Elena. Thank you, Chelsea. It's so good to be here and to get to spend this time with you. Yeah, I'm so excited. So first of all, what are you drinking? I've got my usual water. I'm a water girl. You can count on me having water not far Mm -hmm. away. And are you drinking your traditional green tea today? You know what? I'm switching it up today. I've got, um, I'm going to call it coffee drink because I don't want to insult people who are actually into coffee. (laughs) It's basically (laughs) watered down coffee with lots of milk and some maple syrup. So hashtag Canadian. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds nice and Canadian. Yeah. Maple syrup. Very good. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So we're going to dive in and have those heavy, heavy hitting questions right up at the front. Um, As I mentioned in the intro, you are currently a missionary in France, and I would love to know what actually led you to become a missionary. Well, um, let's say God called me. I mean, that's in a nutshell. I think mm-hmm. most missionaries would say that. But um, it's it was a process over several years of God speaking and confirming. And um, so from, we could say in high school, I, I'm from Arkansas, and we have more his, Spanish-speaking people in Arkansas than French-speaking, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I wanted to take French. So mm-hmm. I had three years of French. But at that time, I never thought, oh, I'm going to go live in France one day. That's just what I wanted. But that was just a mm-hmm. little taster, if you want to say it that way. Mm-hmm. And then in 1997-98, I did a Christian training program in England, actually. And my uh, missions trip was two weeks in the south of France. And um, yeah, that did a little something. And but after that year in England, when I went back to Arkansas, I knew that I would go back to Europe. That something happened that year in England and in Europe. God really, I just, my heart was on fire for Europe. Let's say that, say mm. it like that. But I knew at that time that God wanted me back in Arkansas. So I said to God. This is hard to live with a passion for a place when you're really far away from it. So if I'm supposed to stay here for now, please put let that passion just go to sleep until it's mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what he did. He was very gracious with me. So it was 10 years later before I went to France. But in about year eight, and I was band directing, I was teaching in a small school in, in Danville, Arkansas. And uh, that, those were great years. 
But about year eight, um, God spoke to me and said, in a couple years, you won't be at the school anymore. And at that time, I didn't think leave the country, but it was just another breadcrumb, if you will, mm-hmm. towards what was coming. And so the spring before my last year, God reminded me, remember, I said next year is your last year. And I said, okay, that's true. You said that. What are we going to do? And then he started talking to me specifically about France. Mm-hmm. So um, I told a couple friends and I was like, this is kind of big. And they were like, well, you need to do something. You keep talking about this. What are you going to do? So from that year in England, I asked uh, three friends uh, if they knew anyone in France, because God's calling me to France. I didn't know anyone. Wow. And yeah, I know. It's just like, I don't know how this is going to happen. Um, and uh, so I contacted those three people. And uh, my church is a non-denominational church. So there wasn't like a missions board. You know, some church denominations, they have missions boards and, and teams to help send people. Mm-hmm. So um, there, that wasn't really an option to go that way. But anyway, so I asked three English friends, do you know anybody in France? God's calling me there. And um, one person knew actually an American missionary's family here in this town, Gibbula, and put me in touch with uh, with that man. And he wrote me an email and said, if you want to be a missionary in France, big list. And I'm kind of a spontaneous person, but fortunately, God puts people that make good lists in my life. And so the, um, the first one was, if you're going to go to France, you need to speak the language. So mm. go to school. So... All of that to say, those were the steps. It was kind of from high school, just a little inkling of French instead of Spanish. And Mm. then years later, uh, living in England and having a passion for Europe. And then a little bit later, God's giving a hint. And then when it got closer to time, him speaking more. And then finally, but it was just one door after another. So I started with language school and that's how I got to France. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, that's great. I love how you were sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading through all of that and how he led you one step at a time. Sometimes we hear this inkling from God and we're ready to just, you know, jump when maybe it's not time yet, you know? Um, There are a lot of times in the Bible where someone would receive a promise, but then there's that gap time before it actually comes into fruition. And to see God's grace in leading you step by step throughout that process as he prepared you, um, I, I love that. Thanks. Yeah. And that's part of that's something that this may be actually answering one of your other questions, but something that I encourage people all the time is if we love Jesus, we get up and we love Jesus and we choose him every day. Then when it comes time to take a big step, we'll be right where we need to be in the right place at the right time. So it's a lot of little steps every day mm-hmm. before we take those big leaps. Yeah, that's so great because I know we can I as I'm thinking of because that time that gap was kind of between high school and, you know, there was those years in between. And I know a lot of people when they're leaving high school are so stressed about, like, what is God's will for my life? But if we're being faithful to him and to his His leading and, you know, and loving him, as you said, each day when we wake up, he will he will get us where we need to go. That's right. Yeah. So what is one way that you've seen God work during your time as a missionary? Well, Um, I really thought about this one. It was a good question. And um, for me, the the biggest thing I've seen is transformation, personal Mm -hmm. transformation. Um, 
it's not big events or that sort of thing, but the fact that God has changed me and I know me and I've seen what he's done and what he can do to change me, heal me, grow me, uh, free me from things. And also to see that in the people around me or the youth that I work with. And for me, that has that has been the biggest miracle. I mean, I've also seen like physical healings when we pray for people and, you know, emotional healing. And that's that's part of what I'm talking about, though. For me, the fact that Jesus can transform a person's heart is Mm. it's just huge. It's it's the biggest miracle. And he's so patient. Mm. And so kind. And uh, so to see that patience and that kindness in my own personal life, and then to having accompanied and prayed for people along the way, and, you know, we can help and be alongside, but really it's only Holy Spirit that can get into our hearts and convict us and console us and, and lead us out of darkness and restore us and renew us. And um, anyway, so... For me, that has been the biggest and most beautiful thing that I've seen and become more aware of since mm. I've, I've been in France and my time as a missionary. Beautiful and so inspiring. Yeah. <clears throat> so then when you were in France, you then started to learn to play the guitar. Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Yeah, sure. Um well, when I first got here, I was living, um, there's a Christian school, and on the top floor, they have a few, like, studio apartments, and and I was living up there. I was just a trumpet player, just, but I was a band director and a trumpet player since I was 11, so that was my main mm. instrument, but I really wanted some personal worship time, mm. so I was like, well, no time like the present to learn the guitar, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, living on the top floor without an elevator taking a keyboard up and down the stairs was a little a little cumbersome. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what launched me into doing that, was just wanting uh, the personal worship time. And so uh, since I have a music background, uh, I was able to, to, do, to learn a lot on my own and ask some friends some tips and, and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. And so what started as, well, that that was a passion was wanting personal worship time but it turned into a passion for guitar because now it's mm. i teach guitar and i i just love it and i love learning about it and we've shared a little bit and i've watched your electric guitar journey a little bit and mm-hmm. that's inspired me and i'm taking a, a course now and um and so yeah it's it's been fun it's been a fun addition to life to learn guitar and to and to learn to play yeah, and I love that it started with worship. You know, you wanted this worship time, and so this was the instrument that kind of allowed you to do that in your personal in your personal time. And I see the way God has taken that personal time that you had with Him, and He's grown it because that you went from this time that was just between you and the Lord to now you're teaching guitar, you've written songs, you eventually put out an album. Can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind your album? Sure. Um, the album is called Trésor, which means treasure. And um, it came out of those personal worship times. A, a lot of it did. And um, and then once I got good enough and started um, leading with other people and, and leading prayer times, um, sometimes there would be spontaneous melodies that would come in those times or 
singing a scripture. And so a couple of the songs, the melodies came from those times or they came from just my personal time worshiping, you know, in my room with my guitar. Mm-hmm. And um, so my, my heart really is, as a worshiper, is to connect people in an intimacy, intimacy like a heart-to-heart connection with God um, through those worship times and through music. So mm. so that really is the inspiration um, for Trésor. And, mm. uh, and most of the songs are pretty much singing scripture. Um, mm. Oh, great. Straight out, of, straight out of the word, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's so important that if we're going to be writing worship tombs that we really do need to be incorporating scripture into there because you do well there's a study that talks about how much we remember in a in a service how much of the sermon we remember versus how much of the lyrics we remember and as worship leaders we are informing people's theology you know and so we need to i i don't take that lightly all my songs um this with this last album i had my pastor look over it you know and tell me is this theologically correct? You know, and so I, I love that you are singing scriptures over people and help, you know, it helps us memorize. It helps us to just get it in our hearts so that we can retrieve it whenever we're, whatever we're facing, you know, it's, it's there. So. Right. Yeah. And that was such, I love that. It's, it's was such an inspiration to me, like in the early nineties or, um, there was, I think it was Kingsway. Anyway, I just remember singing scripture. And sometimes that it comes back to me. Like when I need mm. that scripture, I pull up that melody. And some of those songs, we even sang the reference. So mm. I know where those verses are. So anyway, yes, that's that was always encouraging me to, to me to just, as you say, music helps us memorize mm-hmm. and, and hang on to it. Yeah. Yeah, and trésor, uh, for those of you who don't who are listening who don't speak French, trésor means treasure. And can you tell us where did you get the title for that or how did you how did you decide to name the album Trésor? Okay. Um yeah, there's actually one of the verses um I think there's two songs that refer to treasure. One of the songs um is out of Song of Solomon. So you know the love song and and it says you you are my treasure, my beloved, my treasure. Mm. And there's another one, which is not coming to me right now. But so that was for me was kind of the theme. And I just I really prayed about it. And I was like, Holy Spirit, what do you want to call this? And I felt like it was treasure in both directions that God says we're his treasure and he's our biggest treasure. So Mm. that's uh, where the title came from. Oh, I love that. Like revelation of God's love and, and, you know, and then our ability or our, um, what am I trying to say? Our desire, our ability. I'm not sure what the word is I'm looking for, but to, to want to give that love back to him. Yeah. So that's beautiful. And now, Trésor, as I mentioned, it is French and actually the album is in French. So you went from, you know, learning some French in high school and then you eventually took a course and now you're in France and and then you put out an album in French. So what prompted you to actually record in French instead of English? Well, a lot um, a lot of worship songs that are sung in French churches are translated from English. So mm. like a lot of your, I mean, there's so many, I'm going to not list everybody, obviously, but like Phil Wickham or Bethel songs or just there's so many um, English speaking artists or songwriters. And so a lot of those are translated. And my thought was, 
Um, well, there are also some very good French songwriters writing some very good French worship. And it has a different color and it has a different flavor and it it looks at things a little differently. Just like when you speak another language or you're from another culture, you just have a different look on it. And um, I just wanted to contribute to more worship, French worship songs. Even mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously a, na- a native English speaker and... Um, but to have songs that the intent is to to first be a French uh, worship song. So I just wanted to add my little bit to the to yeah, and not just not just translated songs. But I have to say, a lot of them, especially that was more years ago. I would start in English and then translate them into French, or have someone translate them into French for me. So mm-hmm. some of them and some of them were directly written in French. So it just depends on. Um, uh, which song it was, but that was why the French language is important. So this album actually is only eight uh, songs, but six of them are in French and there are two um, that are in English. Hmm. That's I love how it's, it's flow. It sounds like it's flowing out of your heart for that. God gave you for the French church Mm. to use these songs to, to, you know, equip the church to be able to sing scriptures over each other yeah yes i did i actually had a lady once she was she was one of my biggest supporters was such a great lady and uh and she said in her church that they didn't that scripture memorization or that sort of digging into it they didn't do that much and she really appreciated um it's it's a different kind of background and i'm I'm not going to go into that but it was something that um i was like well that's so great that here we are singing the scripture. So just as we said earlier, it's something that can really stick. And I'm not saying the church was not biblical. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that um, the congregants maybe were less less um, uh, less prompted to go in their own Bible study, sort of. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, so. I, I have a few questions of that would basically be you addressing our listeners. And so could you give us one encouraging word that you might offer someone who they themselves feel called to be a missionary? Okay. Um, if you feel called to be a missionary, listen to those interests that you have in life. Just like mm-hmm. I took French and I never had in my head, I want to be a missionary. And I didn't think I oh, will live in France but I knew that I wanted to do French. So if you have certain interest, pay attention. And mm. then I became a band director. And that is still, I'm still using that very much in what I'm doing today. So that's what I would encourage um, anyone. Some people you might, you might, as a young, younger person, um, you might go straight into the missions field, but God may prepare you where you're at or through different things. And so my question to you is, what is in your hands? Mm. And whatever God has in your hands right now, um, use that. Do your best in that. Serve him with all that you've got. When I was a teacher, that was my ministry. Um, I loved on those kids, and I wanted them to know that that I loved them, and that was because Jesus loved them. And uh, so what, whatever it is and wherever you are right now, and like I said earlier, I from the time that I— fell in love with Europe to the time I actually got to go back was at least 10 years. Mm. So, but that was not wasted time at mm-hmm. all. 
So that's my encouragement. If you feel called to missions, it's be faithful in the little things. Be faithful mm. right where you're at. And once again, love Jesus every day. And when it's mm. the right time, you'll be in the right place. Yeah. You know what? I feel like that could apply to musicians, too. There, um, I'm thinking of maybe the worship leader who one day wants to put out an album or wants to move to Nashville or, or whatever, has these dreams for, for their, their music. And if you're faithful with what God gives you and do your best with what he has given you in your hands, the interests he's given you, the resources, then you can trust him to, to guide you along the way. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that attitude helps us to, to keep us from comparison too, because if we're just concerned with doing the best with what we have, then it can help us to be less concerned with, oh, but so-and-so got to do this and so-and-so yeah. maybe so-and-so learned French when they were five or so-and-so, you know what I mean? It just, yeah. um, it helps to to get away from all that, that comparison that can, yeah. that can be <laughs> brutal. <laughs> yes, it can be and crippling. And that's, that's so good, Chelsea, because especially as musicians, um, we do tend to compare or as yeah. artists, but let's be honest, everybody wants, it's a tendency, a human tendency, isn't it? To yeah, compare? absolutely. Yeah. But, and I can say that I, I teach music and I'm, I'm good at what I do, but as far as, as a musician, like I wouldn't be able to make a living just playing trumpet or guitar or singing. Um, but if I let that comparison, knowing that there are people way better than me um, out there, if I would have let that stop me in my comparison. It's like, what I'm trying to say is I have, being a, a, a music teacher, I've been trained to listen, um, what is it? Listen and be able to critique. So I, I can judge pretty well where I'm at on the on the scale, but I never let that stop me. And, and sometimes it's discouraging because it is hard when you come up against someone who's like way better. Oh, I want to be like that or something mm-hmm. like that. And sometimes it's good, too, because it, it gets us in there practicing a little bit more. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I'm sorry. This is a long way to say that I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> and we shouldn't let comparison stop us um, because God has something special for each one of us. And he's equipped us with the level that we need to succeed with where he's calling us. And part of it is we need to be dependent on him because mm-hmm. our calling is going to be bigger than we are. Mm-hmm. And it's got to have him in it to really, to make it happen. So, yeah, I appreciate the reminder. I feel like this is equally for the listeners, but also for me, because sometimes I, I mean, you know, being honest, sometimes I can look at, you know, what other people are doing or the, this amazing guitar solo they can do. And then I look at my skills and I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> but, but you know, wherever our skills are at God, there's a place for us. You know, the great commission isn't just for someone who is at a certain level in their skills. The great commission is for all of us. You know, That's technically true. we are all missionaries. Some of us are formally missionaries, but, but technically we, we all are. And there's all, there's a place for all of us. Preach. Come on, girl. That's good. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Yeah. So um, moving on to the guitar piece, I'd love to know what is one practical piece of advice for someone who is just picking up the guitar for the first time? Um, I would say if you can get a teacher, especially like if you've had no music background, especially because it's Mm. so good to have that instant feedback and someone that's got a a plan 
-hmm. because music is very structured. So I would say get a teacher. I would say don't give up. And Mm. piggybacking off of what we just said, um, you know, don't compare, don't give up. And music does take time and it does take work. So don't give up. And most of all, have fun. Because Mm -hmm. if you have fun with music, you're going to stick with it and you're going to love it. So, and music is for, and it's for everybody. You don't have to become an artist like you or a music teacher like me to enjoy music for life. Music can be for life for anyone. And the guitar is a Mm. perfect instrument for that because it's great to just, you know, pick up a guitar and we have a sing-along or um, it's, it's therapy. I don't know if it is for you, but I know that Mm. grabbing my guitar with a, after a hard day or to process something or just to let out the emotions. So anyway, have fun. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that, for those encouraging words and the the advice. And um, I do want to thank you just in general for sharing your your journey with us and just how you got into being a missionary and everything. It was really encouraging for me. And I know it's going to be really encouraging for everyone listening. So thank you for that. Um, and to all the listeners, if you enjoyed this chat, there are many more to come. So make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to visit christianguitargirls.com slash practice plan to get your copy of the free ebook to help you create and reach your guitar goals. I'll leave a link for that in the episode description as well as links to connect with Elena and hear her music. And that leads me to the final question is, how can people find you online? Go you or Spotify. your music. Yes, Spotify <laughs> for, the, for the album. It was released in 2016. I'm not a prolific writer-producer, but um, so you can go to Spotify and look for Elena Smith and Trezor. I'm sure you'll put a link in how that's spelled yep. in French. Yep. And then just on, on Facebook, Elena Smith. And uh, just if you if you hit me up to be a friend, just let me know. It's through the Christian Guitar Girls. That would be good to know. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in the group, people. So you can come <laughs> join the group and hang out with Elena. And uh, for those who are listening who can't see the screen, Elena is spelled A-L-A-N-A. So we'll uh, I'll... Uh, yeah, so I'll leave a link to Spotify and, and all that in the description. Well, um, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you in the next episode. And until then, happy strumming. <laughs>